Good afternoon, and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than four, $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Please join the debate by calling 332-263-3300. That's 332-263-3300. And now, Mr. Davis. Good evening. Welcome to my cherished, very cherished friends and participants in this uh, podcast. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you have a great every day. And let's see if we can make it an even better day through our conversation and debate uh, that will lift our spirits and, and give us more knowledge than we had coming in and perhaps some satisfaction to answer the question as to why we aren't the happiest nation in the world. And as much as we are, the US is, the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth and all the world. <clears throat> but for some reason, we will attempt to uh, uncover, we, we are far from the happiest, we're uh, very much um, far from the top in the evaluation that is uh, made each year of which countries are the happiest. We're number 16 in, in, in the world, in, in the chart. Uh, even Israel's ahead of us at number 10. We're down at number 16. And the happiest country countries in the world are the, um, the Scandinavian countries, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, all of those countries that some of us, um, in, in order to, to protect what, what we say is our precious capitalism, and it is precious capitalism because it's the best system of government, economic, social, political, and all around functioning a system in the history of the world. But, but it has some shortcomings that prevent us from being number one, which we clearly should be. We can hope to have more resources, more, more of everything. We have uh, uh, more uh, capacity to produce. We have more uh, capacity to, to uh, invent and create new technologies. But somehow, we just can't be the happiest in the world. So let's start at the beginning. Thomas Jefferson said, 
as, uh, with regard to happiness. The care of human life and happiness and not their destruction is the first and only legitimate object of good government. Government should be judged by how well it meets its legitimate objects, objectives. Good government is that which most effectively secures the rights of the people and the fruits of, our, of their labor, prom promotes their happiness, and does their will. You got that? Government should be judged by how well it meets its legitimate objects, objectives. Good government is that one which most effectively secures the rights of the people and the fruits of their labor, promotes their happiness, and does their will. So do we meet that criteria? Clearly, we're far from the, um, the, the um, safest. Um, it's, uh, we, we don't necessarily care for, for human life as much as we should and could. And, the, and since that's the first and only legitimate object of good government, we, we have to analyze why, why that is. Let me start with uh, with some of the reasons. It's it's because of uh, what we spend on military uh, armaments. Uh, that Dwight Eisenhower, one of our great presidents, I didn't think at the time he was president he was that great because nothing very exciting happened during his eight years. No wars, no 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 attacks by foreigners. But what he did say, and this was somebody who won the Second World War for us, he was a key general, the most important leader that led the Allies to victory over the Germans and the Japanese. So we have to take heed of his, his message to us at the time he he was leaving government. Most most uh, presidents leaving government talk about their accomplishments and how well they did, and how much you should appreciate him and the and, and our country too. But he warned us, Eisenhower did, and warned the government against the military-industrial complex. <clears throat> We in the U.S. have been fortunate in that we've never had a, 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 or experienced or suffered a direct attack on our land, our, our country, and and we, despite that, we seem to be in more wars than any other country in the world. So in terms of safety net for our people, yes, we've avoided anybody invading this country directly on our shores, within our shores, but we've lost more people to wars 
domestic and internal wars, the, the, the gun wars that we're experiencing, or the gun attacks on our people, our, our fellow man, our school children within the state, within the country, and in foreign wars, we lose our best young people, our future, by entering wars where we have no real uh, business of being involved in those wars or leading, actually leading those wars and, and, uh, and launching those wars. And yet we, we spend much blood and, and treasure, so much blood and treasure on, on those activities. So we haven't taken heed of, of the excellent advice that President Eisenhower, <laughs> excuse me, Eisenhower gave us at the time he ended his uh, tenure. So let me define some of the things that, the issues that prevent us from being happy, as happy as we might be. We, we, we do have um, inflation currently, which is a, a major problem for all the people. We have to deal with an act to remedy that terrible burden of inflation on our people <clears throat> and respond to the outrageously extortionist uh, price of oil and and overcome help overcome inflation by by addressing that issue by responding to overcome the the prices that are charged by the oil companies uh, to our to our citizens when we go to the gas station when we stop at the gas gas station I just applied for a loan at my bank Chase Bank so that I could uh, I expect it to come through any minute so I could fill up my tank. <laughs> It's, it's a joke, but it's not it's not really a joke. It's really a terrible burden on so many people, so many Americans. I, I, I don't expect it affects Bill Gates or, or, uh, or Bezos or even Buffett, but it does it does play a major role in hurting our our those at the very bottom of, of our economic class. So I would suggest with, with regard to inflation that we address the oil companies and particularly OPEC. OPEC, for example, um, the Middle East, um, what's the country that, that uh, spends the most in the United States familiar military equipment? Um, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I always forget that country. 
I, I, I forget it because they punished us with an external tax, uh, largest in the history of the human beings by, by what they charge us for oil by virtue of the fact that they set up OPEC, a cartel, the most success, successful cartel in the history of the world that punishes us, all of us, but particularly the United States, but every country that buys oil and gas by charging a price. Saudi Arabia, cost of drilling and getting oil out of the ground is about $3 a barrel. They've successfully moved, moved the price that we pay up to $120 a barrel. It's outrageous because only two years ago, they were, they were so overburdened with the amount of oil they had in storage and, and coming out of the ground that the, the price dropped to less than zero. They paid the buyer, the consuming nation, uh, 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 to take the oil, they, they, it went to as low as $40 a barrel paid to the buyer so they could take it off their hands because every warehouse, every tanker, every storage facility was up to their, uh, what is it, up to, the, up to their ears maybe in oil. They were drowning in oil. So they, in order to get it off their hands, they didn't want to stop drilling because, as I pointed out in earlier call, uh, earlier programs, if they shut down the oil wells, often it, when they try to open it up again, they don't get the same uh, positive, uh, uh, what is it, results or, or outcomes or or uh, volume of oil anymore. And sometimes they, when they open it up, they find that it's almost impossible to get the oil out anymore. So they like to keep, they must keep it open. But instantly, despite that, they didn't like the price being negative or anywhere near zero. They arranged for OPEC and OPEC plus, including Russia, to cut back by at least 10 million barrels a day. They, they announced it's 10 million. I'm sure it was more than that. And it's gone up in a straight line, a straight line, even though we have no evidence that they used any of the stored oil, uh, used up any of the stored oil that required them to raise the price. But it was a strategic move by the cartel and they, they induced Russia to join them. Russia is one of the largest ex exporter of oil in the world to join them. Initially, oil, Russia re refused, objected, but then they did. And today they're a major beneficiary of the price because even though they're exporting far less than they did before the Ukraine war or the war with Ukraine, they're getting more, more dollars, more income than they were uh, before the war, and that's uh, even though they're exporting less, and that's uh, that's because their cost of oil is is likewise 
maybe ten dollars a barrel or twelve dollars a barrel and they're getting a hundred over a hundred and the american oil companies just joined they don't they don't have a cartel but they join in in the prices that the cartel generates and so we we the consumer americans pay that terrible price so it's feasible that we could we could overcome that if we took a strong posture our government took a strong posture for example even if we had to go on rationing just to win that war it's a war it's because it's it's it uh, it it hurts every american and and puts many americans into poverty the people that have to drive to work that just about make it from week to week they suddenly are underwater so there's a way to deal with them. We say we, we're not going to buy, buy a, ever buy a barrel of oil from any member of the uh, of the OPEC of the oil cartel that moves to uh, that meets to fix the supply and the price. By fixing the supply, they actually do fix the price. But we let them get away with it. I don't know where our leadership has been for all these years. Ever since '72, it's been the biggest rape extortion in the history of the human race and then where else do we do we suffer our happiness we suffer from uh, the uh, enormous number of look independence day is a, a day we celebrate just uh, you know we, we celebrate the greatness of our country and the greatness our, our founders with the Declaration of Independence, insisting and, and demanding that our leaders, our future leaders from the time they were the leaders, introduce life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is from uh, the Lesson of the World Happiness Report, is that social support generosity to one another and honesty in governments are crucial for well-being world leaders should take heed politics should be directed to the well-being of the people not the power of the leaders of the rulers of the people in washington or the ones that support them through their uh, uh, donations and uh, Camp during their campaigns. So even though we were a country that's a democracy that's supposedly ruled by the majority, uh, crony capitalism, the donors get to call what gets the the, the laws that get enacted. So how do we not uh, address this care for our Fellow man, as they, they say, generosity to social support, generosity to one another, honesty in governments are crucial for well-being. World leaders should take heed in the politics, and should uh, should be direct. And politics should be directed to the well-being of our people, not the power of the. Uh, uh, donors to uh, to the 
our politicians, our elected politicians. Another problem we have is the nature of capitalism, which is obviously clearly the most propitious, best form of economic, political, social, governmental uh, system in, in the history of the world. There's no question that capitalism has done more good for its people and for people throughout the world than any other system developed before it or, or operate under uh, any other system. As you may remember, uh, Winston Churchill said, capitalism is the worst system of all, except compared to all the rest. It's really the very best system. And yet we've, we've moved to the point where the common denominator of capitalism is profits iberalis, profits even before the, uh, the uh, concern, uh, the care for life, the disregard of, uh, of uh, and it demonstrates practices, the avoiding the mass killings it permits the mass killings of our fellow countrymen, women and women, and even vulnerable young school children. And they're devoted primarily to profits. Profits matters more than anything. So, the number one thing is uh, of government. The number one role of government is to to protect its people. Incidentally, I don't want. I want to give credit to that uh, quote. I uh, that uh, piece I just quoted. That was by uh, um, Professor Jeffrey Sachs, and this is. Um, So, so what, what, what have we become? We've become a nation that instead of the pursuit of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, we have life, li liberty, and the pursuit of ever greater GDP, gross domestic product, and ever greater profits. <clears throat> so we don't have the, the best life expectancy anymore. We don't have the best necessarily social support. That's that's really why Denmark and Norway and Finland and Sweden are so high, much right at the top of the happiness equation or the results. And they have a quality of life, not just material wealth plays a huge role in their happiness, but the generosity between themselves sharing. So we got to get back to that. But let me point out 
even on uh, our most precious holiday that we all respect and 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 every every year sanctify we had uh, the event i'm sure you are at highlands the community in illinois outside of chicago where six people seven people now were were murdered and 30 were injured maimed crippled and several are still in critical condition and we may see more deaths and that's because in my view because we have so many uh, assault weapons available and guns available to our people no other country no other advanced country has any experience like ours australia great britain new zealand all had events one-time events like that like ours and they immediately enacted uh, laws and rules and regulations that prevented the mass distribution particularly of assault weapons which are, were developed to fight wars and, and uh, their sole purpose to kill is to kill people uh, as fast and as, uh, as effectively as we can so and we, we we have the most assault weapons in our general population than any country in the world and there's no need i can't think of any no 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 sportsman needs it no hunter needs it nobody needs it at home to protect their lives even though you know let me let me read you something that's right in today's paper this is living in fear of a of a concealed gun gold gun it's by patty davis the daughter of ronald reagan who says who titles the the um the article how violence changed, subtitled how violence changed my father ronald reagan and his and our family and she goes on to write 41 years ago many of you that are older would re surely remember that four people were shot by a young man who had concealed a gun in his jacket this long before mass shootings became a frequent frequent reality in, of our lives it was long before semi-automatic weapons became commonplace there were many good people there were uh, the the what do you call uh, the nr national rifle association and others constantly repeat good good, good people with a gun will uh, stop uh, men men with a gun which in a matter of seconds let me get that right i don't want to dis do disservice to her article she writes i am the daughter of one of those men ronald reagan who came incredibly close to losing his life because the bullets john hickley loaded into his gun 
were meant to kill more efficiently. One of those bullets blew apart James Brady's head. It was has never been the same. And she writes, I have lived with fear of guns, especially concealed guns. Now that fear has, has exploded to assassins, has expanded to assassins and tactical gear with AR-15 style rifles, storming grocery stores, schools, churches, theaters, any place really, and mowing down scores of people in minutes. There's no comfort that my fear is shared by so many Americans. In fact, that adds another dimension. You are increasingly, <clears throat> as a country, gripped with fear. It weakens us, gnaws at our confidence, makes us more vulnerable than resolute. When the Supreme Court ruled recently that Americans have a right to carry a concealed handgun in public, something frozen me. It won't just be the sketchy-looking guy with a backpack who sets off alarm bells or the person wearing a big jacket on, the blaze, on a blazing hot sun uh, day, hot sunny day. It might also be the nondescript person who barely gets noticed who suddenly reaches into his pocket for a gun. Sometimes, like John Hinckley, who blended in until he didn't. <clears throat> she writes later in her article, I contacted, um, let's see, I'd run twice a week for six years. The schedule was public, anyone could walk in, and I was increasingly haunted by the possibility that I could be putting others at risk. One of the threats against me was credible enough that I contacted the FBI. Remember, after Pulse nightclub shooting, sitting in this support group with my stomach and knots, unable to shake how vulnerable I thought we all were. You get jumpy when someone reaches into a now you get, because of the concealed weapons, now you get jumpy when someone reaches into a backpack. Increasingly cause shootings, increasingly because shootings have become so common in America. Almost all of us carry around that fear. We carry around that fear, even if our own lives haven't been yet been touched with by gun violence and then i'll read you something by evan tribbles of highland park that's where the six death, seven deaths occurred on 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 independence day and uh seven deaths occurred on independence day and on that very same day one other massive uh, 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 shooting occurred in uh, Illinois, and around the country, 12 other mass shootings occurred that same day. Uh, 
So uh, where, where else do we fall short? We fall short in infrastructure, in, in healthcare. All those countries that I said are the highest on the chart of happiness are uh, all have universal health care so that people, let me get a caller. I've, I've spoken all, long enough. Uh, yes, who is this? Hello, this is Debbie Klein. Yes, Debbie? Yes. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I hear you're saying that um, certain aspects of capitalism you very much appreciate. You think it built this country and is amazing. At the same time, um, there are parts of it you don't um, approve of or think is, you know, leading towards uh, happiness, the goal of happiness or rights in this country. Um, I, I thought the goal of a democracy or our democracy was to limit government, like the overseeing of government, and leave it up to the state um, so that the individuals, you know, in each state have um, more, more power or more decision-making based on what's going on to them. Um, am I understanding you right that you want... Hello? <laughs> should... Um, have more individual powers to make their own decisions. Yeah, is that it? That's my question. Okay, that's a that's a good uh, point. And the and the Constitution it delegates to the states all the all the actions, all the governmental activities that are not specifically assigned to the federal government. But there are so many things that the states can't do for themselves and, uh, and refuse to do for themselves often. For example, the states can't, um, can't build the infrastructure that Americans need. More, so much unhappiness comes from being stuck in traffic every day, and and the cost of that, uh, truck drivers are stuck for hours, and and uh, individuals going to work are stuck for hours, and even uh, can I can I interrupt? Um, my question is more in terms of what you were just discussing, gun control, um, and things of that nature. Are you talking about how much money is spent on infrastructure? You wouldn't want each state to have a vote on that you know, question, have it more state by state? Well, you know, we, what, already, what we already say, see what the uh, Supreme Court did. They, uh, many states have limited the ability of people to carry, to buy guns, to access guns, but particularly to carry concealed guns. Almost every state allows, at the current time, Assault weapons to be purchased. So the only way to get get that, it universally under control is for the federal government to take control of it. And and right, what, but that's exactly my question to you. Um, my question is: Do you want the federal government 
to have that much control. I thought that's why this democracy was started because they were afraid of the centralized control of the, you know, uh, the king and I, I could be wrong in England and all that. And they wanted to rebel against that and for it to be the United States, not just like America, but the United States and each state would decide for themselves. So you're saying that it sounds like the will of the people in many of the states is to have these concealed weapons. Um, you know, maybe there's an argument for that, that they believe good people having that kind of concealed weapon can kill the bad people who carry it. You know, I don't know, or if the government ever tries to overtake people with, by getting too strong or socialist or whatever, that people should be able to defend themselves. And, you know, a gun that just shoots one or two bullets isn't going to do it. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about that, but what I'm saying is you don't believe that states should make their own decisions over these things. It shouldn't go state by state. Patty Davis, who's the, the daughter of Ronald Reagan, said there were many guns held by good people around uh, Reagan, more than most uh, any other people in the country ever have around the president. And still, they, they shot him and, and luckily didn't kill him. And he changed his views on, right, but on, don't, on gun control. Excuse me, but don't, don't other people argue that the bad people will always be able to, you know, find, be able to get their hands on the guns through the black market anyway? Every other Things country, like that, every, every country that we were similar to has similar populations. And once they had one event, Australia had one event in 95, a mass shooting, then they changed their gun laws. They haven't had one since, I think they had one last year. So for so why do 25 you years, for 25 years, every other country did, um, did, um, did away with it. And they've never had a, a New Zealand that had the, only recently, maybe two, three years ago, and they did away with it instantly. England, which is most like us, so it's doable. No, no, no other country has this. We're supposedly the the safest. You know, we got to give give people guns so they could be the safest, and we're the least safe of any any country. Look at the facts. You could say whatever you want, and and the idea of the government not intruding, they intrude all the time. They just uh, the Supreme Court just said. Uh, what do you call Dov? Not Dov. Dov Dov's my son-in-law. Uh, Row. Uh, Row. Row. What, what is it? Row. Wade. Row Wade. They intruded. The, they tell Robert people Wade. how to how to how to behave with their bodies. How to how to behave in their their bedrooms. That's nonsense. And what I'm going to finish on guns, and then I'll have to move on, we have other callers. But the Constitution even says, I can't quote it exactly, word for word, I can, but right now I don't want to think about it. But it says a well-armed militia, a well-armed militia, then the people, the, all, all the people have a right to, to own and, and carry guns. 
So why would they preface it with if if it's uh, if it's why couldn't they just say all Americans have a right to carry guns for their own safety? They they did it under the view that under a militia, just like we have uh, today, what do we have outside of the army uh, that people serve even at universities? What is that? Uh, ROTC. No, the state state uh, the army. Guard. National guard. National guard. National guard. We have, we have national guard carry guns, but only under the national guard. I'll tell you another thing. The the guy who had the most guns around him ever was the uh, Muslim guy at Fort. What was it? Fort Bragg or Fort Dix that killed fellow officers, a, a bunch of them. Even though they were, they all had guns. It's it's all around them. It's prolific. So the idea that good good people will will wipe out bad people uh, if they had guns is ridiculous. Anyway, thank you for your call. Thank who's up? Who's on? Hello. I guess. Hello, Marty. How are you? Who is this? This is JJ. How are you? JJ, how are you? Yes, sir. I'm I'm okay, a little under the weather to be honest with you, but it's not COVID. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I want to continue on guns for a minute. Yes, please. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you well. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to continue on guns for a minute, and then sure. I have another question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. JJ, I'm waiting. Yeah, they put me in a. Morty, they put me in a holding cell again. No, no, you're on. I'm on. Okay, very yeah. good. Okay, so uh, well-regulated uh, militia. Yeah, okay. Uh, Right-wing capitalists want no regulation on anything, much less guns. And and what? here's the thing I've been thinking about today is these mass shootings are happening more and more frequently, and they've been happening for years, and many young people are, are dying. But what, it's, it's, what's getting eclipsed by this and it's, it's the daily shootings. There's more shootings going on individually. There's more murders from guns, hundreds of murders per day in this country that, that are getting, you know, you know, sidelined because of, you know, the, the, the mass shootings make the press. And they should. And they should. I'm with you 100%. We should do what Australia did. Um, this is silly, but it's not going to... I'm losing faith that it, anything could happen. What they're doing is putting a Band-Aid on this. Yeah, it's a bad day. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You yeah. know, one of the things they put in is they're going to check the mental health of of people, try to get people to snitch on them. That 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 doesn't work. And every yeah. other country has at least as many mental cases of young men of that age, right. and, and they don't have because they don't have the weapons. Even if they have the inclination, they don't. They could take a knife and stab somebody. They could take a sword. But they can't do mass. That's the argument. Yeah, that's the argument. Yeah, it's not an AK forty-seven, right? It's, it's, I'm sick of that argument. Right. Um, so the other thing I wanted to touch on with you is uh, how, how can we get the U.S. to invest in the sort of safety net that, that other wealthy countries have? How can we breach the divide? Well, we can't do it if the Supreme Court insists that everybody can carry a gun. They just did it to New York. New York has so much strict laws on gun possession. 
and certainly not concealed weapons that you could carry into street or into schools or everywhere. And and the Supreme Court just ruled that New York can't prevent it because yeah. the Constitution with, gives I'm, us I'm with, the right. I'm, I'm with you there, Morty. But what I, what I actually I should have been clearer. What I was referring to is a safety net on health care and unemployment, like other wealthy countries have. You know, they take care of their people, most countries. We're not too good with our people anymore. You're absolutely you right. And that's why, that's yeah. why uh, uh, Norway and Sweden and, uh, and Finland, all yeah. those countries, those uh, uh, Scandinavian yeah. countries are one, two, three, four, five. Even Israel, which has lots of guns, because everybody serves in their military, is number 10. Right. But they don't have anywhere near the kind of uh, no. domestic killings of each other. So, you know, it's unbelievable. And, and we got to stop it. But, we, you know, even though 70% of the Americans are in favor of gun control, the Supreme Court doesn't care. They just say... They're not hearing. They're yeah, not listening. It wasn't yeah. right, right. So right. I agree with you. As, as, as far as health, as far as healthcare is concerned, they all have universal healthcare. They have uh, the universal uh, free college instead of the, all all our young people today have so much uh, student debt. You know, we're the right. richest country. We should have. Healthcare for everybody. There's no reason not that. It's, it should be a human right. Instead, they have Absolutely. a right to gun, right to guns, but not to health. And and Absolutely. I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to pay taxes for healthcare. I'm happy to, that we're going toward that. So much uh, social security. So much. So is the Warren Buffett, who says, you know, his secretary is is, is the third richest man in, in America in the United States. Says yeah. his secretary pays a lower tax rate than he does. So, and they get and uh, yeah. and uh, a couple of years ago in nineteen seventeen, I think it was, Trump gave a big tax cut. Eighty percent of the tax cut went to the top one percent or two percent. I mean, they don't. Right. Bill Gates don't need it. They don't. You know, they say, well, you know, they they help build jobs, they help, help build equipment. They only do it if the little guy is buying stuff because they don't do it. They have tons of money to, right. and they won't do it unless there's a demand. The demand drives the investments, not the available money. Absolutely. And I'm with you on education. Education matters. A well-educated population makes much better neighbors to each other. God bless we will you. Be, we'll God, be much happier. God you bless know. you. Thank you. Right? I talked to you more, but we're Thank up for Call again. Thank you. Anyway, I'll, I'll, thank I you. will. I'll keep calling. Okay. Can I get a Morty? I want a Morty. Uh, I want a Morty T-shirt. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll tell you what you should do. Interestingly, this the subject <laughs> of happiness. I wrote a book called "Happiness Guaranteed or Your Misery Back: How to Be Happy No Matter okay. What." If you buy that book, okay. it gives, it gives ha happiness advice every single day. It's in 365 okay. days a year. And it's the best happiness book you'll ever read. I promise you. If you if you don't find it to be true, I'll give you your, your money back. How's that? And okay. That, that goes for anybody else. Very deal to me. 
That goes for anybody else. Oh, can I get that online? I, I, I can order that from yeah, Amazon? Can, or? Yeah, Amazon or anybody else. You don't have to go to Amazon. Yeah, well, I don't know if I want to make, we need to make Bezos. Bezos need any more of my money? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I won't keep you. Okay. It's very, a great very talk good, to me, Morty. Very good I'll quote. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Have Bye. a great week, everybody. And uh, and I hope I added to your, uh, at least, uh, your thinking and, and I, I, your consideration of the points brought up during this this podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe. YouTube, you can play it, or they can play it throughout the week. All All of the past ones as well. I love you all. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye.